much. Well, this morning, let's continue to worship through our series in the book of Colossians entitled All Jesus Everything. Uh, If you have a Bible, I hope you do. Turn in your Bibles, swipe in your Bibles, go to your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible, there should be a Bible somewhere under your seat, near a seat, by you. I want to encourage everybody to have a Bible in front of them. Uh, please uh, turn to page 572 if, that's a, if you got a Bible from under your seat. 572. Colossians chapter 1. We'll look at that in a minute. But last Sunday we walked through Colossians chapter 1 verses 1 through 8 as we celebrated the grace of God in Colossae Christian Church. That's what I kind of named them, Colossae Community Church. Um, And we saw three things. Uh, Through the pen of Paul, we celebrated with Paul three things from this passage. And it's number one, when God's grace shows up, individual sinners are saved. All right? Individual sinners are saved. And then we saw number two, when God's grace shows up, uh, Jesus-centered relationships are formed uh, you get new friends, right, that, that want to help you love Jesus when his grace shows up. And then we saw, um, number three, that when God's grace shows up, new churches are started, like here in Colossae, like here in East St. Louis, and all over the world. And so uh, one thing that maybe you didn't know that uh, is amazing about all of this grace in Colossae Community Church, y'all, is that the person who's writing about all this grace in their life, he doesn't even know them. Paul has never met these people. He'd never been to the church. Paul had never personally met them because Paul did not plant this church. Paul is writing about all the love and the, and, and the faith and the hope they have, but Paul didn't start this church. If these, uh, um, uh, Colossians 1, 7 says that a dude named Epaphras that was from Colossae, we said last week, he started the church, okay? Listen to this. The question is, if Paul didn't start the church, and if Paul is celebrating what's going on in the church, and Paul never went to the church, then how could he celebrate these specific things? Well, that's, that's, that's easy. The answer is because grace, the power of God in people's lives, grace can not only be seen, but it can be heard about. That's what happened. Paul heard about all the good stuff that was going on. Epaphras told him and other people in the area told him because you can't contain when God is doing a good thing. I know bad news travels fast, but good news in new local churches travel as well. And Paul heard about all the stuff that was going on. I know that because now let's move into verse 9. This is what Paul said. Look at verse 9 of Colossians chapter 1. It says, and so From the day we heard, stop right there. Can you say heard? Heard, heard. He said from the day we heard, we heard some stuff, Colossae Community Church. We we heard, we heard about what God has been doing there. 
The reason I wrote that all of this love you have, I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. The reason I wrote that you have faith in Christ, I hadn't seen it, but I've heard that you're clinging to Jesus. The reason that I wrote this, because I heard that you have a lot of hope. I'm, I'm hearing some, some good rumors of what's going on in the church plant, and I want to push the pause button real quick, because praise God, last Sunday, some of you shared evidences of grace of what's going on in our new baby church. And, uh, and I just want to encourage you because I get uh, the, the emails and, and I get stopped and I get the calls mainly, but some of you do too. I just want to encourage you that it's not just Colossae Community Church that, that people were hearing about good stuff happening. It's also City of Joy Fellowship. I want you to be encouraged because people are hearing about the grace of the gospel being planted in East St. Louis through us. I want you to be encouraged because people are hearing about how the Spirit is meeting us in worship and prayer gatherings. I want you to be encouraged too because people are hearing about Next Up Youth and how the Lord is working through the youth in the city. I, I want you to be encouraged because people are hearing about the kingdom partnership that our church has with the Christian Activity Center and with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and with R3 Development. I want you to be encouraged because people are hearing about the grace that's flowing through joy communities as we learn how to do life together. Be encouraged because people are hearing about the grace of needs being met in this very uh, body, this new small church. People are hearing about how people are giving cars and clothes and welcoming people into each other's houses. People are hearing about the love that we have for one another. Yes, in the midst of the struggle. Yes, in the midst of the drama. Yes, but they're hearing about love in the body of diverse believers that don't have a whole lot in common sometimes other than Jesus. And so um, what should we do? We should thank God. We should thank God. That's what Paul says in Verse 3, he said, we thank God. We thank God. And so let's just take a pause and just thank God. Thank God for any of the grace that we see in our church plant. We thank him. But watch this. Let's continue to follow Paul's lead in verse 9. Now, now can I see your eyes for a minute? We, we're going to go a little deeper. Young brothers, we're going to go a little deeper. We, we, we're going to go a little deeper. Uh, you're going to have to think. We're going to eat a little steak, right? Uh, because Paul is, is about to write some things. Um, but, 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 but in verse 9, look at what it says. It says, so because we heard about all this good stuff going on in y'all's church, he says, you know what? We chilled. Is that what it says? We heard. Now pay attention. We heard about all the good stuff that was happening in Colossae. So, you know what? We was like, you know what? We can chill. There's a lot of good stuff going on over there. Yeah, they got their struggles, but Paul was like, you know what? Me and Timothy, we're just going to chill out. They got this. They got this. Is that what he says? No. No, no. Look at verse 9 closely. It says, and so... From the day we heard about all of this good stuff, we have not ceased to pray for you. 
I didn't understand that one, Mark. I didn't understand that, Jazz. The man was just bragging on all God did in their life. And then he says, since we heard it, Kyrus, he says, since we heard about that stuff, we haven't stopped praying. What? Man, you would think there's so much grace flowing at that church that the last thing they would need is prayer. I mean, I could see if the earlier verses said, man, I heard y'all fighting and cussing and, and slapping each other all over the face. I, I heard y'all teaching false doctrine. I heard people say that Jesus wasn't even real. Man, 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 me and Timothy, man, we heard all of this drama going on and all of this mess. Now, I could understand, Tisha, that, that, that he would say, I'm praying for them because they jacked up. They messed up, man. They, they, these people, yeah, I need to pray for them. They're crazy, right? But why would you say all this faith? I'm hearing about all this love y'all got. I'm hearing about all this hope y'all have. Why would you follow that up with so I've been praying nonstop? Let's learn something right here. God's teaching me. It's precisely when grace is in the place that you and I are most vulnerable to the attack of the devil. It's precisely when you feel that God is doing a little something in your life that you are vulnerable for the attack of the devil. It's right when you feel that he's turning things around and you get kind of comfortable. That's when you are vulnerable and when you need prayer most. Don't think everything has to be. See, see, th th this world has taught us that you pray when the bottom falls out. But God's word teaches us that you actually need prayer most when God is moving. Because guess what? There's a devil that sees grace too. There are demons that smell God doing good stuff, too. The devil knows that God is planting a church in a city that's often forgotten, too. Paul is no fool. He knew that just because God was doing some cool stuff didn't mean that it was time to chill. This was a new church plant like City of Joy, and it was time for them to grow Deeper. Can you say deeper? It was time for them to go deeper. They had some baby grace because they were a baby church. But Paul was like, it's time for y'all to grow deeper because that grace attracts demons. And you're going to need a kind of strength to resist the attacks that are coming that only God does through prayer. And so... He says, ever since we heard that some good stuff was popping off at your little church, we haven't stopped praying for y'all. So this is what he tells them. Look at verse 9 through 14. He, he says, let me tell you what me and Timothy are praying for y'all. I love that. He says, I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what we pray for y'all. He says in verse 9, from the day we heard all this good stuff, we've not ceased praying for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Look at verse 10. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, 
and increasing in the knowledge of God. He says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Listen, listen, this is the word of God. This is the prayer. We see here at least seven prayer requests that Paul asked the Father to pour out on these saints. And because these prayer requests have been preserved in your Bible, God wants us to pray these things for one another. This is a prayer that you know God is going to answer. Lord, I need a binge with some rims. That may not get answered. But, but this inspired prayer will get answered. Listen, we have, can I see your eyes? We have the privilege to, to ask God to do this in each other's lives. Ephesians 6, 18 says, we are saints and we are to intercede for one another. We stand in the gap. The devil wants to take your sister out. Put your phone down and ask God to move in their life. The devil is trying to plot to take your brother out. Turn off the TV sometimes, hit your knees, and ask God to go to work for your brother. We got the privilege to pray for one another. More grace. More grace. Paul sees grace, but he knows that prayer downloads more grace into our brother's and our sisters' lives. And the thing I love about this prayer, Mark, the thing I love about this prayer is that it's loaded with spiritual requests focused on God. I love that. Let me, let me just share this with you. Did you know that most of the prayers in the Bible focus on spiritual things that highlight your relationship with God? Study it. Almost every prayer in the Bible focuses on spiritual things. Now, it's okay to pray for your dog. That's okay. You know, you know it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I've been in a lot of different cultures. I've been among very, very wealthy people. I've been among poor people. I've been in between. I've done ministry in all kinds of places. And sometimes you can tell where you are by the prayer requests. Sometimes, man, you can, hey, I've been in circles, and, you know, I don't want to offend nobody. I'm just, let me just tell you right up front. I, I, I don't want to offend anybody. You're going around in a circle, and somebody say, you know, oh, oh pray for my dog's uh, breathing. Like, your dog's breathing? Okay, I'll, again, Lord bless you with the dogs, but we got to go a little deeper. You, 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 I'm literally in prayer groups. Well, you know, somebody talking about, oh, I saw a slight limp in my cat's leg. A slight limp in your cat's leg? I, I mean, people are going through demonic, I mean, we got to go deeper. It's okay to pray for a slight limp in, in, in your cat's leg. I mean, it's okay to pray for your toenails and, and, and job situations and all of these things. But what we see in this prayer and in most biblical prayers is that God takes us deeper into the unseen things, the root level. That's what we see in the Lord's Prayer, right? 
I mean, look at the greatest prayer that's ever been prayed, the greatest prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, and you tell me how many physical things are in that. Our Father, that's spiritual. Who art in heaven, that's spiritual. Hallowed be your name, that's spiritual. Your kingdom come, that's invisible. Your will be done, that's invisible. On earth, as it is in heaven, that's invisible. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay, that's one. Get you a little piece of bread and get back to the spiritual. Forgiveness, our sins, and we forgive others. That's spiritual. And, and, and lead us not into temptation. That's spiritual. The whole prayer is spiritual except for a piece of bread that you can get some physical strength to get back into spiritual warfare. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit wants to shift our prayers to go deeper in the things that really matter beyond bread and toes and my car need a fixing and all of that, that's good. But what we get from here is seven prayer requests that change everything. And so let's go through them real quick, real quick. And I just want to pause briefly and pray these seven things. So we won't be long, but I just don't want to be a hearer of the word. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm going to pray this when I get home. No, no, no. Let's pray it now. Prayer. Number one, prayer request. He says, ask, we ask our Father to fill our brothers and sisters with the knowledge, look at verse 9, of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. You see that in verse 9? God is, God is putting some power in your prayers, okay? So just take it. And, and put this into your prayer life, please. It's right from the word. He says, you, you love your brothers and sisters. Pray that God would fill them with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. This is spiritual, y'all. He said, fill them up, Father. Jesus follower, God wants you filled. Not just a little God here in this area of my life, a little Jesus here in that area of my life. All Jesus, everything. He wants all of him to be in all of you. So Paul says, fill him up, Lord. Now, now watch this. When he says, pray, we're praying that God will give you the knowledge of his will. Don't think what we typically think. He's not talking about uh, guidance for future decisions. He's not talking about, you know, show him, God. Who's supposed to be their husband? Show them, God, who's supposed to, what college they're supposed to go to. Show them, God. I mean, that's a great prayer, too. But this is deeper than that. Listen, he's, he's saying, Paul is praying that the Father would give this church such deep and clear knowledge of his ways, revealed in his word, that they will live step by step in sync with the Spirit, knowing what God desires in every area of their life. Not just who I'm supposed to marry. This is the prayer. Lord, fill them with such understanding of your will and your word that they live step by step with your spirit, knowing what your heart wants in every area of their life. And so that's what I want to invite you to. Just pause and pray for your brothers and sisters. I'll be a voice, but I want you to join me. Father, I do pray that, Lord. I pray, God, that you would fill us with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I pray, God, that you would cause us to know what you want in every area of our lives. Number two, number two, let's move, let's move. Uh, when you pray, 
for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Ask our Father to, here it is, told you it's a little deeper, help them to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Walk in a manner worthy. I told you God wants to take your prayer life deeper. Bless them, God. Yeah, that's great. Help them on today. Okay, help them on today. But, but how about this? Cause Matt to walk worthy of the Lord at CAC. Now you're talking power. But what does this mean? This is one of the goals of the first request, uh, to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. The, the, this, this, this request answers the question, why do you want to be filled with the knowledge of God's will? Why do you want to be in sync with, with him in every area of your life? It's so that you can walk in a way that, 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 that reflects his word. The word walk is used often in the New Testament to describe not like physical walking, like how do you walk worthy? This is how you walk worthy. You know how to walk worthy. Walk worthy. Some of you, get your back straight up. You want you want to walk worthy? No, 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 no. It's talking about how you live your everyday life. In other words, he's praying that God would so fill this church that uh, they can make daily decisions that reflect the Lord's value and worth. He's saying, I want them to be so full of your wisdom and understanding so that every day of their life they live to make God famous. Every decision that they make will make the Lord Jesus known. That's what it means to live in a manner worthy of the Lord. To live in such a way that the Lord Jesus will be seen. To live in such a way at your job that the Lord Jesus would be known. To live in such a way throughout the week that the Lord Jesus will be praised. So Father, fill them with the knowledge of your will that it will adjust the way they live and they'll start desiring to do everything to give you praise. And so join me in just pausing and pray that for your brothers and sisters. Would you join me? Lord, we don't want to just be hearers of the word. Lord, take our prayers deeper. Lord, we, we pray for more grace. Lord, I pray that you would bless my brothers and my sisters, not just to be filled with what you want them to do, but, Lord, that that would download into the way that they live. And, Lord, I pray that they would walk and live in ways that reflect your worth every day of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Number three, look at this. When you pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ, Ask our Father, number three, to empower them to live lives fully. Can you say fully? Okay, that's all right. Help me out. Help me out. Can you say fully? Fully. That's the word, right? He says, he says pray that they would live lives fully pleasing to him. Look at verse 10. He says, they would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. He said, Lord, fill these new believers, fill these saints in this new church with the knowledge of your will so that they can fully please you, Father. 
fully, not just on Sundays for a couple of hours, Lord. Paul knew how hard this was. Paul knew that this church would need Holy Spirit help to fully give God their lives. Every day in every area, Paul was like, Lord, help them to fully please you. Not just a little bit, not just in that area of their lives, because Jesus is worthy of forever praise. He says, Pray that they would fully please him. That's a part of what it means to live in a manner worthy of the Lord. And so the question is, brothers and sisters, is this. Is Jesus worthy of you fully pleasing him in your thought life? He's praying, Lord, let him fully please you, Lord. Is Jesus worthy of you fully pleasing him with your words, with your words? He's praying that for these brothers and sisters. Is Jesus worthy of you fully pleasing him in your relationships? He's praying this for this church. Lord, Lord, don't let them be part-time Christians. Lord, is, is Jesus worthy of you pleasing him in your sexuality? He's, he's praying. He's praying for them. Lord, Lord, is Jesus worthy of you pleasing him in your spare time? He, Paul sees how worthy Jesus is, and he knows that only through prayer will the church lay their lives fully before the Lord. You're not going to do that on yourself. You're not going to do that by yourself. Idols are too strong. Your love for the world is too strong. Your desire for sin is too strong. You need brothers and sisters asking God to fillet you wide open every day of the week. God, please join me in praying that, y'all. Lord, help my brothers and sisters. Help me to fully please you, Lord. You're worthy of more than a few songs and a sermon, God. Every day. You're worthy to be praised, and you're worthy to be pleased fully, Lord. Father, help us to fully please you in Jesus' name. And so, so he, he's, going way, he's going way past toenails. He's going way past fixing my car. He, he's, going, he's going to where it really matters. He says, number four, listen, listen, add this to your prayer life. P- please pray this for me. He says, um, uh, when you pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ, ask our Father to cause them to bear fruit. Can you say bear fruit? Bear fruit. He says, Lord, Lord, cause them to bear fruit in every good work. Look at verse 10. I'm not making this up. This is right, this is right from their prayer. Uh, um, um, Paul and Timothy, can you see them? They're locking arms. He's, he's letting us know. When Paul and Timothy praying for this church, he's telling us what he prayed for them. He says uh, 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 that they would be pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. Now, 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 pause. What does that mean? Bearing fruit. We don't really use that language. At least I don't. I'm not showing up at your job like, hey, bro, you bearing fruit up in here? It's like, what? I ain't a gardener, brother. I'm not. Hey, sister, are you bearing fruit when you're changing them diapers? Are you bearing fruit? What does that mean? Well, 
the earlier mention of bearing fruit in verse 6, go up to verse 6. The best trans, uh, uh, the best interpretation of the Bible is the Bible. If you go up to verse 6, the same phrase is used. Let's start back with verse 5. It says, uh, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven of this, you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, right? Verse 6, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruits. Ah, there's our clue, Dante, right there. What does he mean by bearing fruits? He says that that has to do with the gospel coming out of your mouth into sinful hearts, bringing in the salvation. This is when someone is saved. He's saying, pray that when your brothers and sisters share the gospel, that the person they're sharing the gospel with would say, I want Jesus. You know you need brothers and sisters to pray for that. And so Paul and Timothy, they, they know. They want more people to be saved in Colossae. And they know how timid Christians can be. And they know how caught up in their own drama Christians can be. And they know how miraculous it is to have a broken heart to share the gospel every day. And so Paul and Timothy get together and they say, oh, God, cause the gospel spreading of these Colossian Christians to be successful. And they're praying. And I want to encourage us, man, shoot out a quick text when you're about to have a gospel conversation. So some of us can be praying. And I can be like, Tori, man, 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 Taylor is about to have a lunch with, with tea, and she's going to share the gospel, and, and, and we're going to stop and pray. Lord, may that gospel conversation lead to salvation. That's what he's talking about. And so let's just pause and pray that for each other. Pray that from your heart. Some of you have a real burden for unbelievers in your life, and, and I believe God is going to use our prayers to see that gospel burden bear fruit. Father, thank you. Thank you for taking our prayers deeper, Lord. Forgive us for not interceding in this way, Lord. Maybe we haven't been as fruitful because we haven't been as faithful to pray these kind of prayers. But, Lord, I thank you that you're turning things around. I thank you that you're taking our prayers deeper, Father. I thank you, Lord that you would cause our gospel conversations to end up with salvation, Lord, that you would cause every good work that we desire to do to spread your name, cause it to bear fruit, Lord, that we look up and there's a whole garden of new believers. Jesus, do it for your glory, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Just a few more. Listen, listen, listen. This, this is a shift in your prayer life. When you pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ, ask our Father to help them increase in the knowledge of God. Isn't that amazing? Look at verse 10. This brother, I told y'all, we this is steak. This is steak. It says, so walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Can you see Paul and Timothy right there? Maybe in a robe or some a, a gown or something that they wore with some sandals. And somewhere in a room that they're praying. They're praying. 
And they're saying, Lord, help them to know you, God. Help them to know you, God. Please pray that for me. I don't know God like I should. When we pray for the saints to bear fruit, it's not only so that unbelievers will know God. It's so that believers will grow in their knowledge of God. Did y'all hear that? Uh, when, when, when we pray for our brothers and sisters, we're not just praying that unbelievers they share the gospel with would know God. We're praying that they would know God more. We want them to know God more. Psalm 9 verse 10 says, those who know your name put their trust in you. Hosea 6.3 says, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. Uh, Philippians 3.10 says, Paul says, I want to know the Lord and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. If you love somebody, you want to know them. He saved you so that you can know him. He woke you up this morning so that you can know him. He kept you alive so that you can know him. You've got blood running through your veins so you can know him. Jesus emptied the blood in his veins so that you can know him. The tomb was rolled away so that you can know him. 66 books so that you can know him. He gave you a new church in East St. Louis so that you can know him. And he gave you one another so that when you pray, yes, pray for a job. Hallelujah. Pray that my sister gets the car. Pray. We, we got to pray those things, but, but go deeper. And pray, God, help them to open up your word and know you, God. Cause them not to want to know the latest news and know what's on social media. Lord, may you be the biggest thing that they want to know. God, it's going to be so hard. That's why we got to pray. That's not coming natural. What's natural is looking on my phone. What's natural is finding out other stuff. But what's supernatural is it's opening up my Bible, getting with a few of my brothers, maybe getting a little commentary or a Bible dictionary. Uh-oh, uh-oh, we're going deeper now. Getting a highlighter, starting to circle stuff because I want to know God. Guess what? I'm believing that some of y'all just going to have some crazy stuff. Like, I just want, uh-uh, I, I, I can't go tonight. Uh, what you doing? No, no, I'm going to get my Bible, got my dictionary. It's like, what? You used to go hang out with, I'm, I'll go next week. But, but now, like, guess where that starts? With you praying. So let's pray for our brothers and sisters. This is amazing. This is amazing. Father, God, thank you for teaching us to pray the Bible. Lord, we pray right now for our brothers and sisters to have an uncontrollable desire to know you, God, to increase in the knowledge of God. Your word says in Jeremiah 9, don't boast in your wealth, don't boast in your wisdom, don't boast in your riches, boast in the fact that you know God. Help us to grow in our knowledge of God, Lord. Amen? Amen. Last two. Last two. When you pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ, ask our Father. This is interesting right here. Ask our Father to enable them to be strengthened with power. Look at verse 11. 
They're praying that these believers will be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with faith. This prayer make my prayer look raggedy. <laughs> it's okay, though. Right? We're learning, right? We're growing. We're all growing. I'm like, when the last time have I prayed this? Look, just can I give you a tip? Let me see your eyes for a second. Like, how can I do this? Look, look, one of my friends taught me this. Just open up the Bible and pray it. There you go. You ain't got to remember it. Oh, I got to remember. What were those points? No, just open up the Colossians and say, Lord, um, um, give, give, give my sister, uh, give my sister Quita uh, right now, Lord. Give her, give her uh, a strength with all power according to your might, Lord, and, and, and make her endure and give her patience and joy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Pray, pray it right here. It, it was written for you. God did the work for you. He put the prayer in here for you. Pray that. Now, now what's amazing about this is they were going, obviously they were going through some suffering, right? Endurance is not needed uh, uh, at Disney World, all right? <laughs> they weren't Disney World. Going, they were, Disney World wasn't happening right here. Endurance is needed when you're going through something, all right? And so uh, um, uh, Paul and Timothy did not pray. Lord, take that pain away. They didn't pray that. They didn't pray that. Uh, 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 move that mountain, Lord. They didn't pray that. It's okay to pray that. I, I know that most of us are taught to pray that way, right? Get out the oil and ah, make it go away right now, right now, right now. I bind up right now. And no, and no, 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 you will not find that. You will not find Paul praying like that. Now, now I know people that, 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 that we know of, they're deeper than Paul. I know they're deeper than Paul. But you will not find Paul saying, right now, right now, shut it down. You know, all of that. You know, l listen, Paul went deep. He said, <laughs> uh, 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 give him strength, Lord. Well, I need strength. I'm going to speak to my Goliath. Well, you might be able to speak to him, but sometimes he's going to stand right there. And you're going, I'm going to speak to my mountain. Well, maybe sometimes you can speak to your mountain, but strength is not needed for speaking to mountains. Strength is needed to climbing them. Look, look, he says, give them strength, give them power, give them endurance. Watch this. Give them patience. Can you say patience? They needed patience. You don't need patience when you get right now miracles. I declare right now the miracle. Like, really? What I need patience for then? If everything I claim happens right when I say it. Paul said, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. Don't ever forget this. God does miracles and hallelujah, we pray for them. God does signs and wonders. I believe that. But more often than the greatest faith healer would want to admit. As a matter of fact, side note, Benny Hinn was the greatest faith healer of our day, and he says a lot of the stuff he did was bogus. So learn from Benny Hinn that you need to start laying hands on the Bible, opening it up, and praying for patience. Because guess what? Some fires don't get put out. That's why the Hebrew boy said, but if not. 
praise God for the Quinley. Pray for endurance and patience because some thorns don't get removed. That's why Paul says, your grace is sufficient. Pray for strength and endurance because some crosses don't get taken away. That's why Jesus said, nevertheless, your will be done. Paul is teaching us how to pray, our brothers, not just over the mountain, but through it. We pray to our good, good Father to give our brothers and sisters Holy Spirit strength. We pray to our good, good Father. It's good to pray, God, take the cancer away. And all God is able, and he's done it before, but it's also good to pray. Nevertheless, Lord, give them patience and strength and joy to endure, to keep on walking, to keep on trusting. Help them, Lord, to keep on singing through the tears with patience and even joy because guess what? Jesus is still good. Let's pray that for each other. Let's pray that for each other. Lord, I do pray for miracles. You do miracles. I do pray for every mountain to go into the sea. Lord, you do cast mountains into the sea through our faith. I pray for every Goliath to fall, but, oh, God, we know your will is often for that to remain and us to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We won't have to fear. Lord, would you give my brothers and sisters strength to endure what you will not take away overnight, God? Father God, will you give my brothers and sisters patience to wait on you in areas where they, 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 they won't get a quick response, Lord? Father, would you give our brothers and sisters joy because joy is not connected to circumstances but to the Savior, Lord. Help my brothers and sisters rejoice in the Lord, not the changing of a circumstance, but in Jesus' great name. Finally, 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 I told you, stake, this is stake, this is stake. This is the last thing, and we, we're done. Finally, he says, Lord, Father, fill them with fresh gratitude over the greatest news in the world. That's what he wants them to leave, uh, 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 leave on, right? He says, Lord, uh, uh, fill them with gratitude over the greatest news in the world. Look at verse 12 through 14, and we're done. He says, um, I'm praying, I'm praying that y'all would be giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, forgiveness of sins. He says, oh, Father, Father, he, he, says, he says, make them thankful for what you've done in the past, and make them thankful for what you're going to do for them in the future. He says, Father, make them thankful that they, look at verse 13, have been delivered. Did you know you've been delivered? Delivered? Rescued from the devil's dark domain? He says, Father, make them thankful that, that, that you've transferred them and welcomed them into your son's kingdom. 
He says, Father, make them thankful that you've redeemed them. You've purchased them by the blood, Lord. And I know they're going through things, and I know that they're a new church. But, Lord, help them to celebrate that they've been delivered from the devil. Help them to celebrate that they are a part of an unshakable kingdom of light. And then he says, Lord, help them to be thankful that they have redemption. They've been purchased from the slave market of sin. And then finally he says, Lord, help them to be thankful that they've been forgiven. That, that Jesus has paid it all. That he has canceled every debt that they owe to God. Lord, help them to be thankful of what, they've, that, what you've done in the past. And then finally what you've done, what you're going to do in the present. Because he says... There's an inheritance coming. He says, they got an inheritance. And, and, and I'll tell you what, Romans 8 says um, that, that uh, uh, what you're suffering now is not worthy to be compared to the glory that's to come. And Paul says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared. And if you look at Revelation 20, 21, 22, you see that Jesus is coming back and no more gunshots, no more violence, no more crying mama, no more babies dying in a crib death, no more, no, no more cancer, no more HIV, no more sexually transmitted diseases, no more brokenness. He says, Lord, make them thankful that they have an inheritance coming. This is how we pray. This is how we pray. Paul said, I heard some amazing things were happening. I heard that y'all had faith in Jesus, love for all the saints. I, pray, I heard that y'all had hope, and that's why I got to pray. Because I don't want y'all to get proud. And I don't want y'all to get taken off guard because the devil sees what's happening too. And so I'm going to pray nonstop. Pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of God and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, that you would bear fruit for the glory of God, that, that you would walk in a manner uh, pleasing to him, worthy of the Lord, that you would, would be filled with the knowledge of his will so that you would bear fruit in every good work, so that you would give thanks for what he's done in Christ. 